the most important and interesting thing is that you are here to bring others in harmony, in harmony with the life force and in harmony with creation itself. And this is so magnificent and this is so in sync with what you do. Magnificence is the boundless expanse of being, a liberation from limitation. It is the embodiment of authenticity where you shed the shackles of self-doubt, shame, and imposter syndrome. Here, worthiness flourishes like a vibrant garden where you have the power to determine your actions, destinations, and your closest relationships. In the realm of magnificence, creative individuality takes center stage. Your greatness is acknowledged, celebrated, and nurtured. Gone are the days of mindless conformity or fitting in just to keep the peace. This show and your host, Patricia Linder, are here to guide you as you align with your authentic design, leading the way to a life of purpose and fulfillment. Magnificence is not some unreachable peak or distant dream. It's inside you waiting to shine brighter than you ever thought possible. Welcome to your magnificence. Hello and welcome to another episode of Magnificence, the one and only empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on the magnificence of my guests. And today I have with me the magnificent Kathy Caswell. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi Patricia, thank you for having me. I'm looking is, forward to see what uh, shows up in this podcast. Yes, it's such an honor to have you on the show. And before we dive into the depths of what we want to talk about, I want to introduce you to my audience and talk a little about who you are. So, Kathy Caswell enjoyed a corporate career as dietitian working in the food industry in production, marketing, and in sales roles. She also worked as an executive director in the nonprofit sector. And this experience, combined with various um, life experiences, led her to create the Healthy Living Plan to empower individuals to lose, use logothentesis which is a model for personal development, and we are going to talk about that later, to reduce stress and unlock potential in work and life. She has written two books on the topic to share her personal and professional expertise. She is a master practitioner and instructor in Logosynthesis and is currently a board member of Logosynthesis International Association. Welcome, Kathy, again. So great to have you on the show. Yes, it's great. Uh, thank you for the introduction. And I'm really eager to dive in to see what we're going to uh, explore and uncover. Yes, I'm eager to do that as well. And so when I talked about um, who you are, that was just this tiny little aspect because there is so much more to you, I'm sure. There is so much more that could describe who you are. But you said, uh, or I said, you shared with me that you worked in the food industry. Um, and I would really love to know um, what made you leave the food industry and move forward into where you are right now. 
Is there a story behind that? And I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm trying to think what my story behind it is. So when I graduated um, in a, a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition, did my dietetic internship, and then I was like, where do I start my career, right? And I decided I didn't want to work um, in a hospital setting. I wanted to be in the food industry. And I ended up in the food industry um, working in quality control. So on the production side, which was very male-dominated, I ended up um, getting into the marketing side, handled consumer complaints for a while or consumer relations, um, and then got into sales. And sales, uh, again, was quite uh, male-dominated at craft foods. And so it was quite intense. And what I found was all those um, characteristics or personality traits that I had that were really helpful for me to be successful early in my career, like that work hard and be strong, go fast. And uh, those traits that I picked up as a kid growing up on a farm in a big family when things were busy, they served me really well. But I ended up getting to a point where um, I would acknowledge that I was overreactive. I think other people had the issues, but I was overreacting to them is basically what I would acknowledge. And so I didn't really always like how I reacted. And when I met um, Willem Lammers, the founder of Logosynthesis, and I was introduced to this model, I thought, oh, there's something here for me because I had you know, read so many books. I think offhand of the book by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And so I'm like, and people are like, Kathy, why do you want to break the habit of being yourself? We like you as you were. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Um, so anyway, but what Willem had written about was intriguing to me. And it, it really, um, I guess, intriguing and curious was really the best words to describe it. There wasn't anything to prove that it worked. And so I kind of sat out and said, there's something here that sounds very intuitive to me, and I'm willing to commit to seeing where it takes me. And so now that was 10 years ago when I first met Willem. And since then, I um, went through a transition when Heinz bought Craft in 2015. I used it a lot just to, you know, relieve pressure points and stress points. Um, I ended up managing an exit from that career. And I went to work for a youth organization as an executive director. And again, I used it a lot in that role. Um, but I was really, I don't know if called is the right word, but I really found myself always going to logosynthesis and telling people about how it could help them and and just kind of relieve some of the pressure and unlock their potential, right? Like we get so stuck in those stressful reactions and people start to think that's who we are and it's not. And so I ended up, um, yeah, coming to creating the, the healthy living plan. And and actually, I, f I formed the healthy living plan back before I even left craft. So it's been with me for a while to actually put this out into the into the world to make it more accessible. Um, Logosynthesis is a model. When I was introduced to it, it was around the a lot of trauma healing, and that wasn't the language that I was comfortable with or familiar with. And I've since become much more comfortable with that language, but also it's expanded well beyond that with, uh, you know, I think of your podcast with Magnificence. So 
here I am today to just kind of talk to you about um, magnificence and empowerment and synthesis and healthy living. Yeah. And uh, so thank you for sharing about this magnificent story. And it feels like um, Logosynthesis helped a lot with your own personal development before you applied or you helped others um, with Logosynthesis. And this is so similar to my story. So it was like this proof of, yes, it works. And yes, I can expand, I can move forward and I can develop and there is so much more. Um, what I would love you to share is what is logosynthesis? I know because I work with it almost every day and with my clients and with myself and with my family. Um, and I so much appreciate that model. But I bet that there are lots of people who never heard about logosynthesis. And so would it be possible to share a couple of sentences uh, about this holistic, amazing model? Yeah. So logosynthesis is a healing and development model, and it's being used internationally by psychotherapists, counselors, coaches, educators. Um, and a lot of people are picking up the book Discover Logosynthesis or Letting That Go, written by Lori Weiss, um, and they're picking up the book and using it on their own. And so it is something to help heal suffering and relieve stress and help people unlock their potential. And it's based on the understanding that everything is energy, that we are human, we are essence, we're life energy born with a life purpose. And things happen in our life um, that walk us from this awareness. So, you know, if you think of all the events that happen as young children and how that can keep us stuck in frozen patterns and uh, just the cultural and societal beliefs and attitudes that we pick up that um, kind of give us our blueprint as to how we go through how we go through life. And um, you know, a lot of times those things that we pick up as kids end up um, serving as well, like I mentioned earlier in, in my experience, but it can keep us stuck and frozen. So Logosynthesis offers a very precise, repeatable technique to resolve that energy, identify and resolve it, and uh, restore the flow of our energy to feel better, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I totally, so I am so keen on sharing about your human design chart because it feels like there is no coincidence that you, that Logosynthesis found you or you found Logosynthesis. So I will share in a couple of minutes and you will be so hit by what I am going to tell you. So this is your chart, Kathy. And um, for you and for everyone who is watching for the first time and has never heard about human design or only a little bit about what it is, it is another amazing system to really help people understand who they really are at the core of their I'd say genetic energetics, if this makes sense. And um, it is a combination of different um, systems and models, like an overlay of several models. And just by taking your place of birth, time of birth, and um, 
first day, um, I got so many information about your energetic blueprint and um, I hope this is validating and that is offering you uh, um, insights into your amazingness, into your magnificence. And first of all, there are um, five different types of people and that sounds like boxing people in, but that's just... Um, kind of explaining your energetics and you are a manifesting generator and there are different types. I'm a manifesting generator as well and a manifesting generator is also called the time bender. Um, I don't know if you already resonate with that. These are people who love doing several things at the same time, reading many books, being always busy with stuff. Um, Having a lot of tabs open on my computer screen. Yeah. I am so happy that when I pulled up the chart, it did show, but I have those, I don't know, 30 tabs open sometimes. Um, and this is fine for me. Um, and um, this is so typical. This is like a multi-passionate, multi-potential-like person. Um, um, and um, manifesting generators are a hybrid between the manifester and the generator. The manifester is, um, and I don't want to go into the depth, depth of everything, um, someone who is here to manifest things, um, you have this throat, defined and you need that as a manifester um someone who can initiate things but in combination with the generator um it is a bit different it is you have all the power to do things you are here to become masterful at what you do um and at the same time when you are in the right space in the right area of your profession let's say so or if you found your mission you are here to really um change the world um bring something new into the world and maybe bend the time because that is what manifesting generators love doing i don't know if you resonate with that when you read a book sometimes i do that um i just skip pages because i want to be where the good stuff starts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could certainly resonate it with where I am right now, even in the work that I do, right? Because you want to put something out in the world and you do want to spend time because you see people struggling and you know that there is a solution and and there's an element that people are not yet aware of what that solution is. Yeah. And so, Yeah. How can you how can you get it out there quickly and um, and well and in the um, essence of what uh, convey the essence of what it offers, right? Right. And you are not supposed to focus on one thing only as a manifesting generator. You are here to really do it all. And even if people don't get it, and sometimes people can't follow us because they don't get the links between the things we do. And they're always all links. <laughs> I can relate to that, yes. And so I think that in itself is um, 
something that is miraculous and magnificent. Um, and so we talked a little bit about uh, your chart before that. I just showed it to you quickly. And um, before I, I pushed the record button and one of your questions was, why are there white centers and why are there colored centers? What is that? So maybe so you are familiar with the chakra system and they are a little bit more than the usual chakra system, but they are centers, energetic centers with a certain topic. And when they are white, they are open centers. And open centers are not good or bad, right or wrong, because sometimes people ask me, oh, is this a bad thing? It isn't. There is no good or bad, right or wrong. Um, open centers mean that you have those antennas to the outside world and you can tune into other people's emotions, ideas, um, whatever. So it is like these invisible energetic antennas. That is amazing. When you work with people, you can tune into the others. You uh, get inspiration from the outside world with the open head center, for example, that's all about pulling in inspiration, being inspired, being open-minded. Flip side of the coin, if there is such a thing, and that is the link to logosynthesis, open centers um, can be manipulated, invaded easily. So this is an open center and when this is about inspiration, people can really put so much things at you, throw so much things at you that you get overwhelmed, that you have their ideas in your mind, all the questions that puts a lot of pressure on you. Maybe they are not your questions, but you're so open and sensitive. And then they become your reality when um, you take them on as yours. So that is what the concept of openness means. Whereas colored in centers are something that is your gift, that is what comes from the inside, that is something what you carry inside and you can um, always um, touch upon, you can, um, you own these energies or those traits or those assets. I hope that makes sense. We're good. Okay. But then I'm curious as to of those uh, four that are, that are closed, what assets they are that I carry? Yeah. So we can't dive into the depth of everything, but you have the throat center, which is about manifesting things and speaking your truth. So just on the surface level, you are someone who is really good at speaking. You love speaking. You you don't have any issues with speaking with others, speaking in public. Um, so that is someone with the defined throat center. And then those numbers, the blue numbers, they are gates or when they are full, they are channels. They talk about specialties, so to speak. There are different types of gates 
and all of those gates speak about a different um, gift that you have that could be being a storyteller um, and so on. The greenish, yellowish part in the middle, that is the self-center or G-center, that is your self-concept. It's all about self-love. You having that uh, defined means you really know who you are. You know who you are. You have the self-concept. Um, you are not disturbed or distracted by... Um, all the things that you could do, that you could be in this world, you pretty much know who you are. That is a lot about self-awareness and also other people can't take this awareness away from you. And again, surface level. Then the root, no, not the root, the sacral center, that's your gut. That is a very powerful center. It's all about, it is this raw sexual energy of creating something that is life force. And we are going to talk about this channel later, which is very interesting. So you have this life force energy and you have this gut response. You can tune into your gut when it comes to decision making. But... The dominant center when it comes to decision-making is your emotional center. That's why it says emotional authority. Um, and the emotional solar plexus over there, the triangle, is about the emotions. Um, emotions coming and going in waves. And um, now I can, I can integrate some uh, information about this you always need to be clear before making a decision, when making a decision. That could um, take you hours, days, weeks, months, or even years. But you need to be emotionally clear, not in this high, high state or low, low state. And when you are clear, your surroundings are clear. When you are in chaos, emotional chaos, then you are going to see this reflected by your surroundings. Okay, so Interesting. just a little insight in the um, defined centers and pointing out your magnificence. So everything that I say, as this is your blueprint, your individual blueprint, and this is why I created Magnificent I want to say to everyone and to you, just looking at this, which is especially you, that is in itself such a magnificent thing and to accept and feel and sense and embody this is what my focus is when I talk to people about that. And an interesting channel, and this is the last teaching for today, so I never said so many things about human design um, and maybe I can use the magnifying glass. So there is channel 2212 because right now I was talking about um, the emotions. Mm -hmm. Then you get the big... Those that red line, right? Not the red and black, but the red. Yeah. So this red line and this red line, it is red because it is 
subconscious. It is your design part, which oftentimes is subconscious, whereas the blue or the black, the black is conscious, that's personality. That is what people most of the time are aware of. Okay. So the 2212 um, is called the channel of openness. And that is what I really wanted to point out when I want to talk about your magnificence, Kathy. Um, the design is called a design of being social. And when I prepared that, it resonated a lot with me when I thought of you. Um, that is someone who leads a life full of passion, following their feelings, um, what else could I say about that? Um, someone who really could carry the heart or the emotions on the tongue. Okay. And um, it is very important because people love you for being charming and being really emotional. You could This could turn into the opposite direction as well. That's why I, I just want to say be uh, cautious and um, just wait until you're really clear before you act, speak, or decide uh, because then you make an even bigger impact with what you do say or whatever you want to bring into the world. Just being clear in this Buddha position makes it much more impactful what you do. As opposed to reacting in the moment. Yes. 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 This is this is the still point of the emotions where you watch the emotions. And I think, and just tell me, now I was I, I was talking so much. Um logosynthesis goes really well with uh the still point of overreacting or reacting. Yeah. So for me, like when when you say that, um I guess if I look back to when I wrote my first book, um, it's called Logosynthesis, Enjoying Life More Fully. And it it is about, you know, when we're stuck as a busy working mom that's, um, you know, feels they have to volunteer with everything. And you're a daughter and a sister and a aunt. And, you know, there's just so much commotion going on and so much that's so important to you as well, right? Like, it's not like you can give any of it up. There's no way because it's all important and you're willing to um, take on all the stress of it because it is all important. Your kids, your family, your work, your community. Um, and what was so beautiful and powerful for me with Logosynthesis is I could just start to pay attention to what I was reacting to, what was triggering me. And shift my energy around that pattern, not just that one time that it happened, but if every time I walked into the office, I saw someone that, you know, made me uh, lose my cool or whatever, then I could resolve that block. And it's not like I kept reacting every time I went into the office anymore. So it's, it's about finding my calm and being able to be still and calm because that was not a trait. So I may have had it innately, but the environment that I grew up in, I would say was 
maybe different because it was busy. Yeah. I totally understand what, so it, when I listen to you, it is as if you were talking about my experiences, I can a hundred percent relate to what you just shared about taking on all those roles and you, you want to take them on, but it could be overwhelming. And I really regret, but I should not, but I regret that I uh, haven't had the the knowledge of logosynthesis when my kids were much younger, because it is so helpful. That's so true when it comes to those emotional waves, especially when you are a manifesting generator with those uh, emotional um, waves playing out. And maybe sometimes you you hear those emotions coming out of the throat. Yeah. Yes, and and certainly the throat is one area that, you know, my speaking as far as the energy um, when you're busy, when you're stressed, and when it's part of your personality. So I would say I'm just like my mom, right? So my mom was um, very much, um, you know, very vocal, and she would say things, but we always said, oh, you know, she's in a good mood or a bad mood and don't put her in a bad mood kind of thing. But then it's still, it's that energy that's just a reactive pattern and and it can define us so easily, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it doesn't what I, have to. It doesn't have to. That's so true. That's what I say to my kids when they overreact, when they are really angry. So I, I always say to them, anger per se is not a bad thing. Just you can let it out. But when you are constantly in this anger mode, the only one that suffers is you. That's what I tell my son specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it is so great to have logosynthesis at hand. Yes. When you can calm those overreactive emotions. Yeah. And then when you say that you can relate to it, I think, you know, you read all the the articles that say um, it's working moms that are really struggling. But if you looked at the belief system that we have and those ingrained beliefs, I said, I grew up in the time where you had to be the perfect mom and you had to be, you didn't have to be, you could be the president of a company and you could be the, you know, the best mom at the PTC or the parent teacher and you could do all of these things. And nothing was off limits. But then you start thinking, oh my goodness, like that really sucks the life right out of you if you're trying to do it all. And so, so again, I re- remember in, uh, I think it was 2015, we did a kind of a community event where a lot of my friends ended up coming and Willem spoke and he talked about stress and logosynthesis. And the themes were like, you know, things are too important for me to let go of them. I don't want to let it go. I have to do it. Um, I feel like I should do more was a very consistent theme. And um, and just that, um, you know, someone having the ideal of her mother, who was a stay-at-home mom, and yet, you know, she was trying to be the ideal of her stay-at-home mom and work full-time and volunteer and was wondering why she was struggling to not feel stressed. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And 
I think that helps a lot of people to better understand and to see that there is a way out. There is a way out of that because you experienced it and I experienced it as well. And sometimes, so I don't want to say that I never react to triggers. That's right. I, I still do. Totally enlightened, which I am not. But sometimes, and that is what my, my, my kids and our friends also, they say, how could you not react to that? And I feel like, well, there is this calm and peace somehow. And I think that is the result of several years or years and years of um, personal work. So I don't feel triggered by a lot of things. Right. Right. And what I liked is when you showed the diagram with that um, open channel and knowing that that's an open channel, but yet over the kind of the course of my career, all the stuff that was, whether it was thrown at me or I immersed myself into it, it's probably a combination of both, you know, the things that I took on, it, um, I would say it interfered with it, but it was just energy and I can, I know now how to shift that. So it's not about, it's not so much about who I am, you know, I know in my essence who I am, but I know that there's something blocking it and it doesn't have to feel so overwhelming because I know exactly what I have to do. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. That was so important. And you talking about the body graph. What I wanted to say when I listened to you talking about energy and blockages. So when there is this full channel, that means that is a defined channel of energy flowing through you. And this um, energy of openness that I just mentioned is something that is something that belongs to you and that can't be affected by whatever. So that is so... Okay. Annals, they are like energetic circuitry that can't be affected by the moon, by uh, conditioning, by manipulation. So Or your boss. Or your boss. They are what you really own until the day you die. Okay. And one of these, and this is the climax of what I want to talk about, um, and your magnificence, and there is so much more that I could talk about, but this channel, 515, because I don't have that very often and I never talked about it in the show, this is called the channel of the rhythm. It is called the design of the flow. Oh, this I've been working on restoring my flow, right? That's what we say with logosynthesis, restore the flow. And that's what I thought. That is so, so amazing that you work in this area, that you specialized in working with logosynthesis, restoring this energetic flow. And you have this 515 channel that is an innate, unchangeable energetic channel that says that um, you are a very magnetic person. You pull everyone you interact with into your natural rhythm. And um, it's again, it's again that you are so magnetic and you have this radiation that when you are calm, 
then people around you feel calm. When you are stressed out, then people are stressed out because you have this, it's like even like an auric field that you have with this channel. And you, I love when you say that because I remember years ago, my boss telling me, Kathy, you have to watch it because, um, and this was fairly early in my career, but he said, um, you take people with you. So if you're on board, then others will be on board. But if you're not, then others will not. So be aware of of that and um and and you know, kind of a call to take ownership because sometimes when there's a lot of change and that it's easy to get um negative or it's easy to get reactive. And uh yeah, so that just kind of came to mind as you said that. Yeah. And now I want to highlight this channel by using this magnifying glass again. So here you have it. And the most important and interesting thing is that you are here to bring others in harmony. In harmony with the life force and in harmony with creation itself. And this is so magnificent and this is so in sync with what you do. You're here to bring others in harmony with the life force and with creation itself. And now I wonder, does it resonate? How do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I mean, it it helps to bring some clarity because sometimes I question what the what, what the hell am I doing, right? Um, as as far as with my work, because it's um, a part of me wants to really focus in and support working moms, um, people in the workforce, regardless of age and gender, because it is stressful, and um, I really want to focus in on reducing stress, unlocking potential in work and in life, and and then the other part of me or where I tend to end up going quite often is just talking a lot about logosynthesis in all different aspects. And so even the podcast that I do is about um, bringing different voices into the conversation because it's not just my voice, it's everyone's voice that expands it and brings a richness to it. And so um, I guess what it arises for me a little bit is when I first was introduced to it and I was thinking, you know, why does it resonate so much to me? Because I was not tuned into emotions. I was not in need of this. I don't even see mental images. I have what they would call aphantasia. <laughs> so I'm like, what is it about this? Like, why would I be interested? And that I think, I, I don't even know why I would listen to Willem, except um, I, I say some, you know, he's a cousin of mine. My parents are Dutch and he's Dutch and I didn't know him because I'm here in Canada. And so when I had the chance to meet him, he reminded me of my uncles that were priests and the tone of voice and the words and that you know, when we were little kids and these priests would come to visit us and, you know, they'd be saying things like challenge your beliefs, that the religion has to change with the times. Like it was just very 
kind of calm, wise words. And that's what Willem brought up for me. And I just, um, I think there's something deeper there. And, and I see it, you know, that is my connection to it. But there's so many other people that have their own connection that is so meaningful to what this work brings up for them. And so a piece of it is trusting to put out there and see where it goes without having to know what that endpoint is yeah. and um, allowing it to develop. And I, I'll just add that, um, I was going to say this past summer, but it took me probably about six months to read the book, The Matter of Things, The Matter with Things by Dr. Emma Gilchrist. And it's about the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of the brains and how we need both for intellect and intuition. And um, I just find there's so much richness in his model and his framework as well. And I remember um, thinking, he's saying the exact same thing as what Willem is saying, only he's a neuroscientist and Willem's a psychologist, psychotherapist. And the same as my uncle that was the priest, right, who wrote a book about um, revealing and surrendering like a connection with God. And so I thought all three of them um, are saying the same thing from different perspectives. And that was kind of opening for me. It's like, well, I can connect with that same knowledge, that same understanding, but I have a different perspective that is different like, I'm not Willem, and I'm not Dr. McGillicris, right? It's, so um, I'm me, and I'm in my time, and my experiences are different, but it's still important to put it out there. Absolutely, absolutely. And now I have, I just came up with something, because you said it is kind of a struggle that you have a hard time focusing on this kind of work or, or on the other kind of work, you would love to help um, mm -hmm. busy moms or would or take the healthcare system or I hear you totally, Kathy. I hear you. <laughs> because you want to do it all. And just one thing, as you're manifesting generator, the first so we talked about this. When you coach people or when you guide people, you can't tell them the solution. Um, but just sharing with you, you are a manifesting generator. Why don't you do it all? You are a manifesting generator. Why don't you do it all? You can do it all. You have the um, power to do so many things when I look at your chart. Next thing, and that is what I want to ask you, because you talked about Hmm. Yeah, I am Kathy. I'm not uh, the other three men. Um, and I wonder if I should do that or should do this. And now this really gave me something that I want to share with you and with the audience. This is exactly what happens to so many people, um, especially with this open um, head center. And I talked about the question marks and I talked about influences from the outside and you are someone that is so open-minded and you take on all the inspiration from 
amazing people out there, from people who invented systems and models. Uh, and then there are lots of questions. And the thing we should not do, and that goes, again, hand in hand with logosynthesis, um, not be in the not-self. And the not-self is always the mind that tells you false narrative because it it relies on maybe past stories or it goes with Joe Dispenza, as you mentioned him. Um, your best course of action is go into your defined centers and especially in your emotions, what feels right, what feels right, where are you? consistently feeling this good emotion that tells you that is the path. Also, you can ask your gut and ask um, the gut response, which is oftentimes this, uh-huh, yes, this is the way. And then, and that is the last thing I want to just give you on this um, path that is so magnificent and maybe you don't have to decide um, you know who you are, that's what I said, and you are a highly creative person. I see that right here with the one, gate one is creativity. That does not mean that you paint in groups or something like that, could, but does not mean, but you come up with amazing things and oftentimes you want to express them in your unique way, in your unique way. It's about self-expression. And then 11, gate 11 is again about endless ideas that you come up with. So just trusting your own way and your own magnificence and drawing people into this magnetic field that you have, that you radiate. I think that is um, such a great example for someone who is utterly magnificent. Thank you. Yeah, and you know what? It's a little bit the work um, with Willem's latest book that's going to be published soon, and it's all about uh, shaping reality, uh, logosynthesis, and the courage to create. And so it's a you know an evolution of. Uh, with new protocols for logosynthesis, but it's rather than resolving the mental imagery that's blocking our potential, it's about radiating, to me, it's about radiating out and dissolving a lot of the blocks. And um, if I go back to the book that um, Dr. McGilchrist wrote about the matter with things, what I wanted to say was that he really defines the the need to be expansive and whole and in that creative mode and the the left brain the intellect needs to focus it in and and bring it in and so then the question becomes at what point do you if you never go expansive if you, if you never take in all the models if you never talk to all the people and you're not expanding it and you're focusing it too soon then at what point does that become too narrow? But then if you never narrow it in, then you're stuck as well. And so a little bit where I am and what I love about it is my work with the Logosynthesis International Association, um, with my flexibility with the Healthy Living Plan, 
is the ability to get to know so many people that are doing so many magnificent things with logosynthesis and just creating so many new ways of solving those the distress that we have in the world. And what I keep coming back to um, that's a little bit unique maybe in the logosynthesis community is I just want it for everyday healthy living, like to take some of the stress. Like I'm not here to solve the most traumatic issue. I don't deal with clinical uh, definitions of depression and bipolar and schizophrenia and things along that line. I don't, um, I guess I'm in a beautiful position where I can do what I want. And somehow I tend to do what I want. I, I don't know if it's always the best, but I don't have to second guess it too much either. And the beauty, yeah, the beauty with Willem's um, book is it's all about um, being as opposed to doing. So if it can radiate out, then we'll see where it goes, I guess. So, so magic, what you just said, being instead of doing, that is, that is great. That is so great. And so you are... <laughs> Someone that is there for people with the healthy living plan. So if someone who watches our conversation, the show, is interested in joining the healthy living plan, reaching out to you, how could they find you? How could they work with you? Yeah. What are the options? Yeah, so a big piece of it for me is putting it out there so people can access it. So I have YouTube videos that people use. One is called What is Logosynthesis? And it's just a basic procedure of logosynthesis. So you can just watch it and start to get comfortable with what the technique is. Um, I have an app that you can download from uh, Apple or Google or on, on a web browser it's called Essence Unlock Potential. And that has more videos in there as well. I have a YouTube channel, kathycaswell.com, where I speak with um, people, you and others like you, to share what's possible. And um, the website, thehealthylivingplan.com. So a lot of it is to get people to just be curious and explore. And you don't have to pay a fortune to start exploring it. And um, and there's because it is so conducive as a model to work online, and as a group, um, there's ways to to do that. And so I encourage anybody just to reach out to me directly if you have any questions or you want to do something specific for yourself or for the organization you're with. And then we can assess what your needs are and, and move forward. That's great. So and all the information that you just said is on the website. Healthylivingplan.com. TheHealthyLivingPlan.com, and if people watch this show on uh, MagnificencePodcast.com, they can find all the information about you because it is on the website as well. And I do not want to forget about announcing Logosynthesis Day, International Logosynthesis Day. Could you please tell us more about that? Because I'm going to air this um, episode before logosynthesis awesome. day so maybe the one or the other person um would love to join us 
Yeah. So a couple of years ago, Alan Roja Yakolka out of Peru um, and I, we decided, you know, people have to, people would like to know about this and can benefit from knowing about logosynthesis. So we um, brought together people for a, an online full day conference. Um, it was during the pandemic. So people were, and it was people that are new to the model and people that have a lot of experience with the model. And it was just a very educational and connecting day. And so it has become an annual event. And um, this year we put out to see if anybody was interested in presenting some work. And we have uh, 15 uh, topics being presented. Some are joint topics, some are new books, new research, all kinds. And you're going to be presenting on the money monsters, right? Yes. <laughs> So that is great. Um, and Willem's launching his new book. There's just a lot of excitement about how people are working with it and the results people are getting. And so maybe you could put it, um, the link for registration. Um, yep. It's free. It's um, going to be recorded. If you can't make the day, register anyway. And, um, and you can get the recordings. Definitely. You should sign up and... Be there live or get the recording. I highly recommend that. And so you yeah. get a, a great insight into what logosynthesis can do and does. And you also get a feel for who the therapist, coaches, you know, psychotherapists, who everyone is. So, you know, not everybody is for everybody. So you get a feel for who you might like to work with or what books you might like to read and um, and just have an access to reach out. And I also would encourage anyone listening, if you're on Facebook, just to join the group Logosynthesis. Willem puts a great deal of information um, and answers a lot of questions in that uh, Facebook group. So it's there. And it's um, also like if you're German or Italian, there's groups in those languages as well. Super. I just had this amazing feeling that what we just talk about makes such a big impact, such a big impact. And um, I hope that lots of people watch this show. It makes a big impact if people act on it, right? So Yes. And so to wrap this amazing conversation up, um, Kathy, is there anything that comes to your mind that you would love to share with the audience? A little nugget, uh gem that you want people to know? Yeah, I guess for me, this has been um interesting conversation. And I did a podcast with uh, Dr. Lori Hobbs on healing tips from the heart. And I would just say that I never consider myself intuitive. Um, like I said, busy, just intellect, just driving through life. And um Taking the time just to have conversations like the one that we just had is insightful because it um, makes me kind of think a little bit differently. It makes me connect some dots and and gives me a new perspective. So I find it um, not only insightful and intriguing, but it's also helping me to kind of clarify where I'm where I'm going and trusting that I can act now. I don't have to know exactly where it's all going to lead. I can just trust that I am where I am. And that is wonderful and magnificent. 
It is. You are magnificent and where you are right now is exactly the right place, the right spot. So everything yes. is that you can trust. You can trust where you are, right? Okay. And you as well. And since we're together today, right? I love it. Amazing. Um, I thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Such an honor to have you. Such an honor to have this deep conversation. And uh, thank you for watching Magnificent, the empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on the magnificence of its guests. I hope you join us again in another episode. Until then, discover your true magnificence. It is inside of you. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this empowering episode. To continue this journey of aligning with your true purpose and uncovering your magnificence, schedule an illumination call with Patricia at patricialindner.com. Please share this episode with someone who needs it and subscribe to the show on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Join us again soon for another episode of Magnificence.